you know, like that? I genuinely don't know. <laughs> as much as I love to comment about this, it's, it's just, it's super hard. It's just so hard. I don't know. Like, Davis, on your point, do you want it to be a sli- like biological slider where you mix and match between two races? Or... Yeah. Or would you like it? Okay, I have this person right here. Uh, let's say bestiality slider increase, decrease type of deal. <laughs> what did I say something? No, not at all. No, I mean I, I I like the idea. I just kind of think of it almost like um, animal husbandry, right? Is that you're gonna have some sliders on how much of certain traits you want from certain animals? Um, did, I, did I say something wrong? <laughs> nah, man, everything's right. <laughs> the crystal called to him like a beacon, calling him back home. The hopes and dreams of countless souls remained tied to what lied on the other side. Looking into the ambient blue aura, he thought to himself, it's the only place I've ever roamed. It's the only home I've known. Farewell. Those final thoughts, he stepped forward, bathing himself in the blue light of the gateway and was quickly swept away from the world of Sanctus. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as the Morgan. I am joined today by my returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. And once again, our favorite murder bunny, Faisal. Welcome back, buddy. Greetings. <laughs> and, and welcome back, Half Tilt. Hey, what's going on, everyone? How are you doing tonight? Fantastic, man, gentlemen, and everyone here joining us in chat. Welcome in, friends. It's good to see you all here for another episode, episode 116, such as it is. Before we get dug in too deep to this episode today, let's go ahead and give a shout out to the home of this podcast, asheshq.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and the patron of the Flames over on Patreon. Uh, thanks so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. And uh, if you haven't checked in on Patreon, I am encouraging people, if you support this show, to go over there, check it out. Got a lot of perks that tie into the podcast, uh, all the content that's created on this channel. And, uh, well, it's just a more direct way to actually support a creator. So I'm encouraging people to actually go there if you do choose to support this podcast or the content here. And aside from that, we have no iTunes reviews to read today, but if you do decide to go leave a review, please, a five-star review is greatly appreciated. And if you leave a comment with your review, we will read it live here on the show. You can also do a call in and call us at 1-539-664-6801. We will read or play that rather here on the show live. You can also send mail to our mailbag over at the Ashes Pathfinder Grunt. Nope, that's not the name, but that's the one that actually gets us the mail. <laughs> Over at ashespathfinders at gmail.com, friends. It's been a bit of a silent week because they are getting closer to what should be the potential no NDA mm-hmm. week. So, what do y'all think, man? Are we on track? You think we're on track? I, I hope so. so. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> 
Dana was like, fingers crossed, homie, fingers crossed. Oh, man. And welcome everybody here in chat. Much love, man. It's always great to see all of our, our uh, regulars here. I see all of you, man, here before the show started. Sorry, it was a little delayed today. Um, I guess I'm just going to show this. This is kind of a uh, Daedalus. You can kind of tell us about this one. This is uh, something that you mentioned. I believe you said someone in your WoW community and the game you're playing currently kind of made and yes. wanted to show it off today. So got it ready. There it is. You would tell us who like sent that our way and what that's, you know, where that came from, how it got made, all that. Sure, sure. So our, our main tank in the guild has uh, some WoW kids. Definitely, they play WoW a lot. And one of them in particular just one day kind of hopped on. And she was like, hey, anyone, you know, let me know what to draw. I'm a little bored. I said, why don't you draw a Phoenix Rising from the Ashes? Yeah. And like literally like 10, 15 minutes later, she pops us in our guild discord. And I was like, just amazed. Wow. And I had to, had to share it. Um, she's extremely talented. And I don't think this this kid is um you know older than 15 years old so i mean yeah nice. she's definitely got a bright future ahead of her with art and awesome. she's just kind of getting into it so yeah i just i thought it would be nice to share something ashes related uh yeah. you know, in terms yeah so that's really awesome man it's really cool dude i like the sketch in like 10 15 minutes that's pretty awesome yeah i oh, mean nice. literally i i said hey how about this and and then I just happen to alt tab out in the Discord, and there it is. I'm like, wow. Nice. Wow, that's nice, dude. That's really nice. That's that's nice. really that's really dope. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. It's a dope. So, is that what the kids say now? It's dope. Okay. <laughs> Go back to the. This is what happens when you're alive long enough. You you live long enough to see like things from back in the day, which was a Sunday, I'm sure come back to fruition I, I guess come back to come back around and be cool again it's radical man yeah Gnarly, solid radical and you got to make them feel like dope is the oldest like the newest thing in existence good, <laughs> good. i hope so <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh man dude yo we had a lot of really great discussions here um this past week especially like i think yesterday i did a live stream and collected a bunch of kind of comments, thoughts, things from the community on weeks like this past week where we may not have as much in regard of, you know, in regard to like, you know, c discussions around Ashes that maybe were like released from Intrepid Studios. Like we still have a lot that we can chat about. And uh, I love to look to the community for that um, because, you know, true story is, is that I think as a podcast or at least, at least the vision of this podcast has always been to really focus on the community, like curate everything around the community and really like focus on like having their voices heard, really delivering their messages to the devs who win, who do listen. Um, and, and just kind of overall being able to like be a voice for the greater ashes fam, ashes of creation community. Um, and so what better way to kind of really, you know, uh, align ourselves as a show with that, that when we have the weeks where we don't have as much, maybe, uh, you know, development wise to be talking about, we can kind of, you know, curate content for the show around our community and the people that support us here. Um, and before we get into all the community points and discussion points, which there were a few good ones, I pulled a couple from the, um, from the, oh hell, um, from the forums as well. Um, and so I'm definitely, definitely curating uh, content for today's show around the forums, uh, the conversations from yesterday and uh, in, in our Discord, which you are free to join, discord.gg forward slash simorg, S-I-M-U-R-G-H. Uh, that's the home of everybody in this community, the Ashes fam that hang here, Pathfinder podcast, Ashes HQ, and all that jazz. Plenty of other things as well. Um, 
But, you know, thematically, we started this off. We've been talking about our Pathfinder who, you know, we narrate this story a little bit each week. And the Pathfinder's been, you know, inching up towards the gate the past couple weeks. And today he's choosing to step into it, saying farewell to Sanctus. And, I mean, it's just a big story that outlines basically the journey we all are on here. And we hopefully are going to be stepping into Vera, those of us who are testing, and hopefully not only the people that are testing, but the people who are watching, because a no NDA testing means people can stream it. And the reason that's important is all the people, all those people that want this game to be successful can see it for themselves, can watch people play it, can engage in creators that know about it, who can tell them what they're seeing, um, and just overall immerse themselves in, you know, something that's very unplanned. Because in live streams, that's all kind of planned. We cut the, we cut up the, the videos we want. The Intrepid Studios team does. They cut it up. They put it together. They play it. They showcase what they want to showcase. But when you got a, you know, when you got a bunch of live streams going, people are just running around. They're seeing whatever they want. Some people explore. Some people fight. Some people do questing. Some people do. Um, you know, no development probably, uh, you know, as well as like trade and like, you know, farming materials and seeing what they can craft. I mean, all the things, fishing, whatever, whatever is available, people are going to be doing it. So you've got all these different creators streaming and you have a place to go check out all the different things you want to check out. 24 hour stream and no NDA is that what we're talking about. I have a conversation to have with you all. I want to renegotiate my conversation about me shaving my beard and I'm willing, I'm willing to to allow the 24-hour stream thing be a part of that. So if you want it, it will come at a price. And the price is, if the day comes when I'm partnered on Twitch, I don't shave my beard, but perhaps I do a really long stream and some other stuff. I'm just throwing it out there because I'm going to tell you, I don't want to shave this off. I like my beard. My lady likes my beard. This beard Sim, is you either do it or not. No. No. No, come on, Tim. murder buddy, you know hush, it. hush. Come on, no, <laughs> I don't want to shave it off. I like my beard, but I'm open to other things. Um, actually, she gave the idea that I could, you know, eliminate my eyebrows for like a week or something. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it another time. This show is about the same thing stuff. as the beard. It's not the same thing. <laughs> exactly. And look, aren't you all comfortable with everything that we've had all along? I don't think you want things to change. <laughs> I'm ready to throw that away for you to shave that beard. <laughs> no, you do not. No. Color your beard pink? Oh, no. Okay, so people have Ooh, ideas. That's an option. That is an option. I just want you, you to get You could have ideas more together. embarrassing colors as degrees of dedication uh, so yeah. pink would be like show your most support <laughs> and we'll do a 24-hour live stream of the dying the beard <laughs> so i'm gonna let you leg wax stream mate look oh my cell i love oh, you man no <laughs> this is the kind of fun we have in our discord which i encourage people to join because we have someone named uh uh katak who likes to He's really good at taking my face and putting it on things. And sometimes those things, I'm just kind of like, yo, homie, you know what? I'm going to see if I can do this real quick. I feel like it's worth sharing this. This is what Faisal created, friends, this week. What? Oh, yeah, this happened. 
<laughs> yep. This happened. Oh no. Uh, I did not create this. <laughs> By no means. <laughs> These are the kind of things that happen in Discord when you all are in it. Uh, okay. These are the kind of things that happen. That is amazing. <laughs> Isn't it though? <sighs> wow. Oh man. Homie hot you guys pass. only listen to this on iTunes. You need to watch this on YouTube just for this image. <laughs> Seriously. Like after seeing that image, I now believe that Rabbits and Lord of the Rings, <laughs> The Hobbit, actually exists. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay, that's enough, dude, because my head's really big and I don't feel comfortable seeing myself do that. Anyway, it's worth sharing, man. You you all you miss out on some gems, and believe me, they're like weekly gems that pop up. Every time there's a cosmetic that gets dropped by Intrepid, guess whose head probably gets put on it? Me. Anytime we talk about Faisal, guess what usually happens? Something like that. It's just worth checking out. It's hilarious, man. It is absolutely hilarious. And they're, and they're, sometimes they're pretty good, too. Like, really well done. And most of, and all the time, they're just hilarious. Um, but here we are. We step it through the gateway, right? We're, our Pathfinder is getting ready to embark on his adventure. In Vera, once he gets to the other side, you know, our story is continuing to, you know, uh, chronicle his his adventure and the adventure of everyone that participates here on the show and all the stories that we unravel and come to fruition here. Um, but we had a lot of discussions recently around someone asked me, uh, horrendous asked me recently, actually something about like, you know, so he was kind of asking my thoughts because another creator had talked about some things. And had put a video about saying what races would be the best with like classes. And it just doesn't stuff like that. Just you can't really determine it. And races seed the stats. They don't determine maximum stats. Like, you know what I mean? So there's not this sort of uh, development with Ashes of Creation where you have something specifically tied to a race that's going to make a massive difference for you later. It seeds stats. It doesn't determine maximum bonuses and stats you got gear and your choices and specking and, and all of that that really contribute to that um more more heavily um i mean and crafters are important why because crafters get to determine like the roles essentially they can kind of reroll stats so there's a whole lot that goes into trade and commerce and and crafting that is a much bigger component to things like this um but it does pose the question something else i've talked about recently which was what class do you plan to play when you step through the gate? When you step through the gate, gentlemen, I, I'm curious. What's your choice so far? Yeah, I would say probably fight or something. But what I've been thinking about recently is like a fighter cleric or fighter bard. I think both of those. And the reason why I've just been focusing more on remembering how much fun I had as a pure support class. And by support, I don't mean heals. I mean like CC and buff debuff. I mean, that was a really fun play style for me in other video games. So I would say that would be one that I'm most excited to try out and see, you know, the viability of it, especially in both solo and group content. Nice. Sim, why do you keep doing this to me? How many times do I have to tell you that I don't fucking know? <laughs> you know what? Okay, I'll just become jack of all trades. I'll be everything. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this isn't Burger King. You can't have it your way all the time. <laughs> but, 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 
but I wanna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna go. You're probably rogue, huh? You're probably gonna be rogue, murder bunny, Faisal rogue, shankity shank, out in the. But to be honest, either it's it's either a rogue mage, yeah, ranger, or fighter. What, what, what one of those? <laughs> Fair. You guys might say everything. Then I'm just gonna make it. Cool. <laughs> what about you, man? Uh, I'm ranger. Ranger with a mage, mm. so Scion is, is what I'm really leaning towards. Right. Um, nice. Tank tank is looking very uh, promising as well, though. Yeah. Uh, same to everybody. You know, if you listen, you watch here on YouTube, whatever, wherever you're checking this out, I, I, I love hearing, like, what you're looking forward to and why. You know, that's, like, such a great... It's great to get people's, like, reasoning, like, what's the reason. For some people, it's thematically this is, like, what works. It could be the skill sets that really resonate. Um, you know, hell, it could be it could be something they saw in a video and they're like, oh, this person was doing this. It looks so much fun. You know, I'm tank, tank probably primary because of Paladin, right? Um, I'm not sure about race yet. I don't know, right? It's going to be whatever really resonates for me. And, you know, I used to lean towards Empyrean Elf. I'm I'm not sure anymore, man. Like I need to really see the rest of them. You know, I mean, we've had some cosmetics recently. It's like Empyrean, Empyrean. Some Empyrean stuff vibes when I see like the the style, and sometimes it doesn't. So I'm not I'm not really sure. Um, and you know, in some games, like I play the I play the race that's gonna honestly min max for me. And I hate to say that. I wish it wasn't the case, but sometimes you do what you got to do. Elder Scrolls Online. I'm a high elf. High elves are assholes in the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not like they're not my they're idea not i like imperials right but they don't work for my build i can't go with it but at least i got alts and stuff i can play imperials with but you know that's very true though i mean you don't want to knowingly play with a handicap the whole time no, no i don't that you're playing this character you know as balance patches and things yeah. come out it could become be weighted even further to one side of the scale and if you're already on the low end of that scale you might be shooting yourself in the foot if, but that also depends on what you intend to do in the game and mm -hmm. how competitive you choose to be. About. Absolutely. If you're super casual, choosing your race shouldn't be anything more than this looks good and fun to me. Yeah, absolutely agree. Totally. Like for me, I, I love the Denier architecture and, and I'm a big fan of that. But my biggest reasoning for choosing Denier to start with is that we don't know what hitboxes and things are going to look like in an action target combat. I'm going for the smaller hitbox from a PvP standpoint. I mean, that simple. I get, I get it. I do get it. I do. And the thing is, is, I usually like being a taller character. Like, no, and people are like, oh, it's because the god status stuff. It's, it's just I like to look <laughs> down at my prey. But but Tim, you gotta remember that the tallest tree always falls hard. You don't know every tree out there. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't you don't know my life, man. And I ain't a tree, homie. <laughs> yeah, man, I want a dual phasal. Does anybody else want a dual phasal in game? I kind of want to dual. Me, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Don't at me. I'm so gonna I'm so gonna hold like dual tournaments and stuff. I miss doing that so much. It was so much fun, dude. I used to do that as a creator. I'd uh, do that and have like people do like kind of a tier system, you know, and whoever gets to the end gets like reward. It's beautiful. It's fun. Um <clears throat> got a lot of conversations around 
race of choice, uh, class of choice. Definitely want to know. I saw some things here in chat. Um, and we've got some discussion around some other things we pulled that actually ties into some of that here in a little bit. Uh, but just so I saw you said right now I'm leaning to Tolnar, however, race, class, professions. I have no idea what I want to do yet and determine during Alpha 2 probably we simply just don't have much info yet, which is why when people say, what's going to be the best race for this class? You don't know. You, you can speculate, you know, but even even if I was to try to like to to like speculate on that, it's way more to do with my imagination than facts and evidence. And the reason is we don't even have enough lore around where they're at when you come back to know from even that standpoint, for me, what I would thematically choose if we're just going off theme. And, you know, one thing I love about the game is race, race of choice seed stats doesn't determine the min max. Perfect. Thanks. I'm not, I'm not stuck having to just do it this one way. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, TLF actually asked. I got to ask this. Faisal, are you going to get this month's mount, the bunny rabbit? Hmm? I might. <laughs> Come on. What do you mean might? How 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 can Look, you be said, on the said, show said... and reference as Bunny Faisal? How can you dub yourself a social bunny? Your words, where this came from from the very beginning and not get a bunny mount. I feel I'm like you owe it to yourself. If you haven't yet, I'm disappointed. I would be disappointed. <laughs> Uh, I've been busy this past week. Well, talk to me about busy. Don't I, do I, it. I get it. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll revisit this in about three weeks, everybody. And um, <laughs> if I could gift it to him, this is one situation where I would, right? But mm -hmm. I would be I would be disappointed if I don't see you on that bunny mountain game. Just saying. <laughs> Even All if right. even if it's just to sit in town while you're AFK on it, like it just needs, <laughs> it has to be witnessed. Yeah, and that'll be every YouTube uh, thumbnail you ever use from then on out. And so it's like Sim wants to be able to gift. No, I don't. I'm just saying it. Jeez, man, people, <laughs> someone out there is gonna. I already know it. Here's the thing. All right, let's dig in, man. We've been rambling on, having a fun time chatting, and it's always a good time, man. I love the Pathfinder podcast. It's a great way for the Ashes fam to get together, have some laughs, have fun. Can you imagine how good that's going to be when this game is live and we can talk about it? Oh, man. Oh, uh, man. Talk about the good times and stories. Oh. <laughs> and that's, you know, part of the show is that, like, the goal also is to bring others on from other servers so they can share in their story and their history on the server. Because what is it but alternate realities, essentially? Yeah, man, it's going to be a good time. I'm really looking forward to that. Like, super excited for it. Same. Fuck yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, immersive weather. This is a discussion point. We're just going to go through discussion points, hit on them all. Uh, immersive weather in Ashes of Creation. Now, we've talked about how uh, the weather will impact certain combat elements. Um, mm -hmm. What to you would really make weather immersive and really work for Ashes outside of it just being... Oh, well, that was a cool storm. Or, oh, isn't the rain nice on this Sunday during the Pathfinder podcast? Hmm. Makes it immersive. The transition from making it visual to actually impacting the environment around you. Okay. So a heavy rainstorm, if it generates mud and it becomes harder to move in that mud, whether it's just slowing or you actually get slippery, like however they decide to do it, something like that would be really cool if the sun comes out then it dries and who knows maybe there's just some randomly generated tracks that are now hard 
pack into hard dried mud or something, something along those lines when it makes that transition. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I would like something that like affects visibility too. Like if there's like a like a snowstorm or a rainstorm, like and you're maybe tracking like either a quest mob or you're tracking players if it's like open world PvP type situation. Mm. I think it'd be nice to be able to use the weather as cover. Um, for you know possible ambush items um but yeah i mean i would say that would probably be like the biggest thing for me i'm not necessarily i think they've already spoken to the fact that maybe you know weather might impact spells and effectiveness there right. and they're playing with that mm -hmm. but i think the kind of the biggest thing that would be immersive is this visibility because that would happen irl so yeah. i kind of like that idea of it i'm not sure if i'm totally like on board or not with it affecting spells but i think it would be cool to be able to have it be something strategic as part of uh immersion mm. i'm gonna go off of uh tilted actually i could just imagine normal caravan routes being changed just because of the weather changes okay. like instead of having this normal usual route something blocks it and you might have a quest to reopen that path or you have to take a new detour um other than that like how Daedalus was talking about skills being amplified like the mage let's say if he was like a an ice mage in in, in, in winter he would get amplified powers um what's it called and you, you can do that with enchantments as well um like if, if it was a frost enchantment you would get more power out of that if you get uh uh, a fire enchantment uh, it would be best at summer where the heat rises or or you could put that through areas I don't <laughs> and one thing that would be really cool too that would make weather immersive is have different weather patterns maybe that come up out of the blue be related to events in the game as well mm -hmm. right so it may not be like a snowstorm per se like just a standard snowstorm it might be okay, this is like, I don't know, dark ice or something like that. And then it has some sort of mob attached to it or similarly like with other things, like maybe there's some sort of firestorm, like that's almost more fantasy type weather, like ash and firestorm and something happens there. I think that would be right. cool just to tie it to like a boss spawn or something like that where you know, oh, hey, this boss is going to spawn or a boss is going to spawn because you're maybe seeing some announcement text it's kind of cryptic, but also at the same time, the weather patterns. Yeah, I saw. Instead of, instead of a big blizzard forming, it's some special kind of blizzard. Now, mm. bam, there's a giant abominable snowman world boss out. and <laughs> You better take him down or he's going to wreck your node. Mm -hmm. Like I saw Ashfall in chat from uh, Katak talking about, you know, ash coming down, like maybe from a volcano or something like that. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, also, I think the transition for me is a big one, you know, not abrupt changes mm -hmm. in weather um, being a gradual change of like the clouds kind of rolling in and how it impacts the lighting um, and how the environment starts to collect water. I think things like that. One one game that I felt like did a really good job and some people probably it's been a while now, um, but I know some people here were watching when I actually played it, it was The Witcher 3. Oh man. Mm. Oh man. Like this, I've already seen, like, you know, we saw the um, login screen where Steven had the tanky McTanker face, the little video he dropped or whatever. And he was at the 
the character collection in the background you saw like the gate and you saw like the sunset that gave me witcher 3 vibes so hardcore and like so sunset wise i'm like oh i hope that we get sunsets like that man because the witcher 3 did such a good job with the environment the way the trees were impacted by the weather and the storms it was just such a good time man um so i'm hoping to see something like that um yeah that'd be really great um got a lot of points here so i don't make sure we we get through them also i'm gonna kind of chip away at them this one's a (laughs) i'm gonna save this one i'm actually gonna make sure i go through and kind of delete some of the points because i actually don't want to hit this one until later um going back to what we were talking about with uh you know testing for example this is a question for alpha testers it's not gonna ask you to break nda but if you are gonna be playing in like this upcoming test for example um gruntag wanted to know a question uh for any of the other testers that might be on the show that might be doing alpha or just for anyone out there in the greater ashes community this is also for you all of you feel free to drop your comments on videos drop it in discord wherever um speaking of which you can always drop comments in the ashes pathfinders channel in discord um because i pull and curate from that as well so we have a couple really good topics from brown rice and gruntag and this is one of them question for you and the other alpha testers on ashes pathfinders And even those alpha testers that are part of Virtue, what will your plan of attack for this next non-NDA test be? For instance, will you try to level one or more of the alpha archetypes to see how they play through up to max level? Will you try your hand at PvP, uh, focusing on questing? questing, uh, Try to find a dungeon, join a group, delve into into it and get to the bottom of it. What, What about you guys? I don't know, I'd probably say I would probably explore more. I mean, but I think my my main goal would would probably be to do that and also try to experiment with the different types of archetypes and see what how the spells actually work in practice. So that mm. would be, I guess, my my two goals cool. for testing. I, so I don't you know. First. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'm going to have the access yet, but um, I, I feel like my, my approach would be I'd want to level one, two, or maybe even three classes to level 20, giving how much time I have to play. And then just really focus on variety of gameplay. So do some like dueling PvP, try some ganking and corruption system and see how that works. Um, and, and, you know, get into some dungeons, maybe join a, a, hopefully there'd be a group running to go kill the legendary world boss that we're supposed to be seeing, uh, during the testing phase, just to try out the various combat. But the bigger thing would be trying out a lot of the smaller PVP and just general world, um, encounter mechanics and, and systems to see how they play out. If, if node stuff is available, I would love to get into that, but sounds like that as long with crafting is coming in alpha two for the most part got good news for you tilt there will be a group running and you're welcome to join basil (laughs) yes (laughs) that means it's Um... your turn (laughs) (laughs) okay um what's it called i i don't know for newcomers to to test out ashes would be like I would tell them at the very beginning try to populate one server to see all the instabilities maybe or uh, how much can it load 
like how much can, it can take care of, of, of people, even if they're spamming it over and over from trying to log in, from trying to actually getting your character in-game. Uh, that's one. Two would be um, try to test out dungeons. Uh, try to test out most of the mobs. Um, um, three would be, I don't know. If there was note stuff, maybe try that as well. Huh? <laughs> oh, I get I Like, like uh, buy houses, uh, try to grind, grind money and see where you can actually buy and plot land, maybe. I like it, man. I like the encouragement for, for others to actually try to break stuff. Like... The server I mean, side element is super important. That's that, that's our job, literally. Yep. Literally. <laughs> if we want this game to make it good or viable, we need to break it. <laughs> yep. Till it cannot be broken. Till it's unbroken. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Especially something like server load and server side. Like that's super big, man. I, I I rant about this all the time because I've seen games where because that foundation was not stable and solid from the mm -hmm. beginning the whole game suffers for its lifespan as a result. And it's mm. so unfortunate, man. So unfortunate. Um, yes, I'm gonna actually put that down. Anyway, great. Naval battles, there's a question here on naval battles. Uh, how would we like them to look? Should ship navigation be impacted by weather or ocean currents? Y'all think about that. That's part of making weather immersive. When there's a when there's a heavy wind to blow, and that ship better be moving, sails or not, that boat's going to be yeah. pushed. And it's just a matter of how hard. Yeah, I would love to see it like kind of similarly to what I was talking about with like um, yeah. view distance and whatnot. I would love to see weather patterns almost be. Mm. I don't want to say a tide turner, but have a a good impact on a battle too. Um, like, yeah. you know, not necessarily just visibility, but accuracy or something, right? Or if there's, you know, fire involved, because I'm, you know, I'm all about, you know, some flaming arrows coming out of my, you know, big old naval ship. I would like to say, like, rain might not make them as effective, you know, so I might need to change tactics. So I think that would be kind of a cool type of thing. Um, yeah. and if I remember correctly, I, I, Arcage and kind of when we were playing that a bit, um, I'm nice. <laughs> uh, I just saw Tilt's comment there about Tide Turner. Yeah, I honestly, you can say that, but I guess the puns are happening. But I, I did enjoy like the the naval um, battles in Arcade. So something kind of along those lines, that spirit. Um, also, like you know, Assassin's Creed actually did uh, a fairly good um, naval battle type of uh, immersion as well. So I, I, I like that. So. Something along those lines would be fairly cool for me and how they would go and dynamically. Steros, steros, steros. If fire arrows don't work, just use Greek fire arrows. Come on. <laughs> I, I prefer to do the murder bunny, the naval murder. <laughs> Excuse me, call me Captain Murder Bunny. Thank you very much. <laughs> Speaking of murder. Uh, beast. Um, how beastial do we really want the Tolnar to look? This was a pretty cool topic about uh, on the on the forums, and it was kind of the the point of the 
the point that I like took away from it was we still have yet to really know for sure what features we're going to see. Um, how bestial do you want the Tonar to look like, do you think is like important for them to look, you know, in terms of, uh, maybe even, you know, do you, you how, we want to go like be able to go straight werewolf. I mean, you keep in mind, like the, the minor races essentially breeding with the major races or how this, you know, this came to happen. So you're going to have like, you know, your, your dwarves, your, your elves, your humans, your orcs. And that's going to be bred with these like minor races, right? We don't even know all the minor races, but like when you think of bestial, what are some, what are some maybe minor races or just creature types that you really would draw from? Personally, if if I could design the character creator for Tolnar, and I haven't really talked honestly about Tolnar at all, they, it, I definitely was gung ho for it during the Kickstarter. Oh yeah, I definitely want this race, yeah. but I haven't really thought about it until this question came up from the community. I would love to see like a bunch of different options where you just have okay, how much orc do I want? How much wolf do I want? How much you know, whatever. I just want some sliders so that it almost gives me a way to alchemize like how my tonar looks as opposed to maybe like, you know, just looking at teeth or just looking at this. I just want to be able to kind of have it, you know, give me some options to almost create like a mutation. That would be my like my ideal way to create a tonar. So my idea of for animalistic is much or as little as I want. I just want to be able to have that freedom. You know, like that. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> as much as I love to comment about this, it's, it's just, it's super hard. It's just so hard. I don't know. Like, Davis, on your point, do you want it to be a sli like biological slider where you mix and match between two races? Or... Yeah. Or would you like it? Okay, I have this person right here. Uh, let's say bestiality slider increase, decrease type of deal. <laughs> what did I say something? Else? No, not at all. No, I mean I, I I like the idea. I just kind of think of it almost like um, animal husbandry, right? Is that you're gonna have some sliders on how much of certain traits you want from certain animals? Um, did, I, did I say something wrong? <laughs> nah, man, everything's right. <laughs> I see Sims Dome getting a little red right now. Oh my goodness, look at that. Oh, can we please move on? I want to pretend like that did just happen. We'll talk about it after the show, Hoey. We'll talk okay. about it after okay. the show. You're good. You're innocent. It's so it's so fine. Oh my god. Context makes it okay. It is very important. It is very important. Um. Yeah, it's not the red lights in the background, friend. That's uh, that's a whole lot of laughter. Okay, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh man, dude. Okay, I'm gonna read this one from Brown Rice. And before I do, I want to say uh, I I really like the idea of like the different race races, like the probably the divine race features having sliders and then having like 
don't know, man. Like, yeah, the the different whatever the minor races are, and that's the thing too is like, I wonder at what point we're gonna see that if we're gonna even see all of the minor races that might have been you know crossbred with the major races that you know existed at that time. Um, so I'm very curious, you know, about that. Um, I I do know I read over it. And it's like the avian race isn't part of it. That was its own race and stuff. So the Slade-born aren't gonna be a part of that. You're not gonna get wings. Um, things like that. But I am really curious, like what those minor races were and what features they actually had, bef- you know, before the Tolnar even came to be. Because um, I feel like that's where your draw is going to be. But one thing I have to say is, based on the creatures that we've seen in the game so far, I feel like the Tolnar are going to look freaking wicked cool, dude. With all the rendered creatures we've seen so far. I mean, Jensi just nails it, man. She just right out, knocks it right out of the park. Right. And the 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 creature the creature designs that they've got over there at Intrepid, it's just top notch, hundred percent top notch. So totally, totally curious um what that's gonna look like. But anyway, Brown Rice left a comment, community point here I'm gonna share. Um if I can get in, I would love to try all character characters possible to see how they play and the possible builds. So hopefully see an idea for when it comes to PvP, siege mechanics, which Steven mentioned. I'll focus in alpha on questing, seeing how the crafting is not fully ready in hopes of seeing how far a node can advance while following the different types of node progress. progress. I hope to be able to explore almost all of the alpha maps, maybe. See if any underwater-ish is available or, you know, on the real, just getting used to the testing environment with some of the homies on adventure. Tops. Oh, totally agree. That's why I'm hoping we'll get to see alpha one stuff opened up, you know, sometime in the near future. It would be really awesome. Um, but yeah, um, speaking of the map, and I didn't really prepare this to show today. Um, I am welcoming all of your ideas on where you believe, <clears throat> where you believe the, um, what's going on in chat? Hold on. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, he just learned, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What we talking I do about? apologize. <laughs> It's okay, buddy. You didn't you didn't know, you know, innocence. It was completely innocent. Yeah, innocent. We, we forgive you. Yeah, <laughs> nothing to forgive, buddy. It's like I'm just I got nothing except for yeah, it feels bad because now you know and now that's one less element of your innocence that's intact. You know? So it's okay, it's fine. That's how murder bunnies are made though, I think, is they experience really <laughs> horrible things. But anyway, we'll we'll get back on track here. So <clears throat> this was a really good topic right here. And that was someone was talking about PVX on the forums and I don't have their name. Don't want to call them out. Um, and I had this perspective that they were saying about uh, PVX and it working in Ashes of Creation. I think there was a bit of concern about people fracturing away from their given servers to go to servers where people focus predominantly PVE or PVP or even RP. And I, I, I ha- and I, it seemed that a lot of concern was about g- getting ganked, which is something we see come up a lot. Mm-hmm. And the feedback I have is I'm, I'm noticing more of these questions. And this is just me thinking out loud, right? Not, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for anyone, but I do kind of wonder if a lot of these concerns are coming from people who play MMORPGs where they are able to be safe running around the world on their own. And there's no PVP unless you instance for it. Um, I use the example of the Elder Scrolls Online as a good example of this. Um, you run around in all of Tamriel, 
that is explorable in all of the zones. You never can PvP in the zones. You have to queue for either uh, you know, battlegrounds, which are arenas, or you can do Cyrodiil, which is large-scale PvP, castle sieges, etc. And you can do Imperial City, which is a, a subset of the same things where there's objectives in the city and it's you know specifically where the throne lies and all of that. Um, <clears throat> so I kind of wonder if when I see these things, it's the people who have predominantly been able to run around and never have to PvP in a game who have concern that they're just going to, it's going to be a gank fest. And, you know, th this, this question of, you know, ganking and, and, you know, as a solo player, am I going to be able to play and all this? I think people forget because part of the culture of an open world MMORPG where PVP can happen. And this is the thing I'm hoping people hear this because please hear this. Okay. Um, this is just, I'm really trying to educate people who maybe don't have that experience of other MMORPGs where uh, gameplay mechanics like this are normal, is that you don't have the, I can understand the concern, but there's an experience that you have also not had if this, if this is you we're talking about here, where you've missed out on the opportunity where servers bolster around a cause like someone being ganked and, and being camped and things like that, these concerns that you have, not to mention there are systems in the game that I think are going to be super popular, like bounty hunting, that are going to help mm -hmm. to really like counterbalance this mechanic of corruption, um, which we're going to have a talk about corruption later as well. So my feedback and my thoughts that I hope people hear if they don't know this is people bolster around individuals who are like, hey, I really could use some help because someone continues to kill me. People on servers have, and I'm one of them, have a tendency to rally around helping people like this. And this is how, this is player agency. This is one of the pillars of the game, player agency, right? The, the agency you have as a, as a player in the game to form pseudo-faction alliances with people, to form meaningful alliances with people, to make friendships, to have bonds, to unite around a cause. And a cause like someone doing that it bolsters people all the time on servers. So if you're playing a game like, for example, I'm just using the Elder Scrolls as an example because PvP only happens in those specific scenarios I talked about, then you never had an experience in that game specifically with people bolstering around helping you in an op in, in the world as you're going about your business because you got ganked. <clears throat> so it's just food for thought, but I don't know. What do you all think in terms of you know players that... I guess really that was just like some soapbox moment sidebar for a moment there. Here's the real question. I just wanted to put that out there. And if you want to tag onto that, whenever I pose this question, you guys have at it, but what are some ways players can become well-known by fellow players without being a part of a big community? For example, being a solo player. And what I outlined is a really good way. If you're somebody who comes to the, to the aid of someone in that situation, you become well-known. You could be a solo player. What do you guys think? Well, maybe just, kind of related to that um around like where we have like folks that are you know more used to a pve centric experience versus a pvx centric experience i think one thing that i am looking forward to as part of the and, and i'm i'm actually more on the side of a pve experience player versus pvp and i've been playing wow all these years and pvp has definitely not been a priority for me but one of the things that I really do like about the design here is that there is a consequence 
for making a choice to be a player that goes after other players, right? And, mm -hmm. and that's not something that I've necessarily seen a lot in other games. There's hardly ever consequences in those situations. So being able to see that, I think that to me um, is, is great. And I do agree with the community aspect too, right? I think it's great to be able to say, hey, I am, you know, a kind of player that helps out others. I think that's a way to get well known. Kind of not not answer the question more. Um, I think there's another way to do that, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with doing things out in the open world. But I think crafting is a way to really become well known as a player. If you really invest your time there, um, you know there's an opportunity. Now, granted, there might be a way. There's also an aspect of you need to build relationships because there might be rare materials you can't get on your own. But still being able to invest a lot of time in crafting is a way to do that. And, and one of the things that, while I'm not necessarily a fan of how it's implemented, one of the ways that I have been able to build relationships in WoW recently has been through, oh, hey, I'm a player that can make a certain level of legendary you know, vessel that's required. So now I'm branching out and trying to find people that can do certain you know, armor or jewelry or whatever that I need to level up my legendary. Uh, so that I think is a really cool way of being able to be well-known as a player is, is through crafting. Absolutely. What about you guys? I mean, when it, when it comes to the entire thing, I feel like solo players should have a place in MMORPGs, but they should realize that there's a certain point where you won't be able to play the content without other people that for that being said like uh raids fucking uh, dungeons etc etc the the group the group uh content at least yeah but it doesn't mean ashes should exclude them but he, here's here's the thing that uh my head is thinking right now ashes is trying to build a game that sat satisfies a lot of people, but there's a group of people where it's not, it's not going to satisfy. Right. That that's that has to be the case. Truth. Um. But I sh I believe that there should be a place for solo solo people in Nashes. There there should be at least. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Any further feedback? I I got thoughts that I'm gonna share too. But I definitely want to get you all's brainstorming here. So. I'm going to let everybody hear on a little secret. There's one way that a solo player is going to be able to gain notoriety in, in this game, in any game, really. You're going to stand in the middle of the most populated town every single day at the same time, <laughs> and you're going to type slash dance, and you're just going to leave your character there. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're going to have one other person come up beside you and start dancing. And the more people that start to gather, the more and more that start to gather. But when they see you there every single day doing that, you're going to become known as the person who started the dance party. Dance off, bro. Me and you. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Oh, but being se but seriously, seriously, I feel like, Dayless, you hit the nail on the head, I think, yeah. with crafting. Crafting is going to be an absolutely incredible way to be able to do this. And the, the need to interact with other professions is is going to help get your name out there even more. If that is something that you are, like, very honorable 
uh, in your trading and, and what you're doing for people and not demanding like huge tips and all that sort of stuff. If you're just right. out there doing it, you're going to earn people's respect and people are going to look to come to you when you're spamming your advertisement in town. People are going to be like, Hey, yep. I know I can go to that guy and get my stuff done. So absolutely. Yep. On top of that, there's going to be so many other systems. we got the mayoral system. Yep. A solo player could become a mayor of a town and could be an absolutely incredible mayor or could be an, a complete tyrant. Either way, they're True. well known on the server. Um, you could you could be that ganker that, that's out there. And you know what? Hey, I have made a lifestyle around being corrupted. That's just how I play. You know, that could be your thing. Maybe you're the yep. evil death knight. Who knows? You could be a religious leader, cult leader, uh, social organization, like you yeah. can excel in all these different progression paths within the game and you can get there solo. You don't have to rely on a guild or a group to help you get there. So I yeah. think there's a lot of ways to gain notoriety, whether it's good or bad. Yes. There's a lot of ways to get your name out there. Absolutely. hundred percent, man. And I'm going to piggyback off of all that. You don't have to be in a guild. Or a community. And also, you got to remember, there's things like the mentorship system. There's religious orders. There's all of mm -hmm. these social organizations, right? Like, like Tilt said, you could, you could literally rise to the ranks. You could become a mayor. You, you could be the person that, that, you know, in animal husbandry that breeds this specific thing, the specific creature with the specific pattern. And you're the person to go to. You could be that person in town. I mean, there's a guy in ESO who logs on every day and sleeps on a damn bridge. See, you know him. Slash sleep. Slash dance. Yep. And other people now go and do it too. But yeah, if you're that person talking and you're regular, it's like, well, what if I'm an introvert? What if I don't talk to people and stuff? What if I don't have a community? What if this? What if that? There are still things you could do without talking, right? Mm -hmm. Will there be content like Faisal and, you know, we're all talking about here that you got to have a group to do. Yes. But that still doesn't mean that you've got to be in a guild, right? You got to remember it's an MMORPG. There are a lot of people just like you who don't have communities who mostly run solo, who might do some of these things we talk about. And then remember, this isn't an instant sort of game. We're going old school, man. You got to chat with people to organize stuff. There's no hearthstones. There's no summoning, you know, a stone outside of dungeons and things like that. You got to go and get there. You got to group up and coordinate and be there. And in order to do that, you got to communicate. Will there be people that are going to be in chat that you'll see in zone chat going, Hey, LFM looking for more shout out to the other podcasts that I run looking for more podcasts, much love homie 31 episodes going strong. Love it. Much love y'all just been to throw that out there. It's why that it's why we call it that show, man, looking for more to join the party. People do it in an MMORPG every single day in zone, instancing or not. It is a common culture to an MMORPG. People want people that will form groups and gather people to do content, even if these people aren't in their communities. This is where solo players get together and do stuff. That's how they do it. So in a nutshell, it's all there. Introvert meet introvert. Apes yeah. strong together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here, I'm going to read some comments in chat because there's some great ones. So Cheryl's talking about, I've seen a PvP community where they absolutely rallied around new players and woe be into the player who decided to grief a newbie. I've also tried to do Imperial City and ESO quest. Could not even do the very first thing because as soon as I dropped in there, I was killed instantly. 
right? So yeah, communities. You got to have communities for some things and some things you don't. Um, yeah, gaining the right in Ashes as a solo player. One, Happy Meal. What a punk. This is from my own guildy, by the way. Step one, Ninja Loot the Creator. Step two, Profit. <laughs> I know it comes from a place of love. It really does, right? Doesn't it? It does, right? Uh, <laughs> it's a meme to embrace at this point. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I should be happy that people think I'm actually like fun enough to like laugh about things with and like make images about, you know? Great Jedi says bounty hunter system coupled with losing your gear if you spam PKs will be a big determinant uh detriment to a lot of those players. Not all, but a lot, I think. And it's fun to, it's fun to gank people when there is no consequence. Not so much in this game, because there will be a cost. Um, but yeah, you should be able to do some things solo. You know, there's definitely a lot of examples around the types of things we could be doing solo. Um, yeah. I mean, merchant stands and stalls. Right. Caravans are going to have leaderboards too, by the way. I mean, you could be a caravan person, a caravan guru. If your name's always at the top of that list, they know you. Right. Murder Bunny Faisal, number one caravan person. What does he do? He mostly attacks. Look at the stats, man. He murders people. <laughs> Who's he running with? Oh, man. Don't those guys PK a lot? Wait. I oh, just he jacks their like stuff. Selling fireworks to children. <laughs> yeah. Army of marauders roaming Vera on their bunny mounts. Everybody's like, nice plug, nice and organic, <laughs> smooth plug. Thanks, man. I try sometimes. It, it's a gift. What can I say? I'm just kidding. I'm not that full of myself. Only on Sundays. What is today? Sunday, right? Okay. Anyway. But even in sieges, there's going to be little quests and side things that a solo player even low level players can do to be effective you could be a level 10 solo player hop in a catapult or a trebuchet and knock down a castle wall that allows the armies to break through and all of a sudden you're like man what that dude just made the play of the game you know like not everybody gets to be wayne gretzky but everybody can have be on the highlight reel you know i mean we're brainstorming dude yeah and you're talking about this and now i'm brainstorming another idea right uh, what if you're that summoner who rallies other summoners and the eight of you summon that massive gargantuan beast that sieges, that is a siege beast that breaks down the wall? Exactly. If you're the guy that's always coordinating those on your server for sieges, you're known, right? He's put, he's rallying the flag. All right, summoners unite. Let's go. That's sick, man. Like pe- people will know you for that. And this is like something that's take, been, it's been, it's been lost, man. In my opinion, it's been lost from the genre. I feel like the genre has just been in the same state for a decade plus, right? There's mm-hmm. no innovation and ashes is aiming to be innovative. So I'm very understanding of if things get delayed because in order to be innovative, you got to take risks. And sometimes those risks require more work, right? More time and progress. And do I want to delay? Hell no. Am I willing, am I inside willing to be completely cool with the delay? If the deliver upon the vision, 100%. Right? I want a damn game that's going to launch a genre forward again, man. Not the same thing. The same monetization scheme. Not the same cutout. Not the same systems. Not the same everything that we've done over and over and over. I want something new. And I don't just mean a new story. I mean the new opportunity for an adventure you've never had before. Because the game isn't the same. 
as all the ones that came before it. And you can take systems that work well and put it together and have same systems and things that work or features or whatever, and it not, and, and still be innovative. And there's a lot of potential for innovation. And I saw that in chat too. Yeah, you could be the sweaty sailor, the salty sailor of the seas, man. I don't know. You could be. That salty title yeah. and wow, man. I blame it on you for mentioning wow. It's a fisherman title, remember? You get it from... The, the sweaty, salty stale, sailor. I always wanted that title. I wanted to be Salty Simorgan and run around with my character, but I never did get the salty title. Probably no, kind of felt 50-50 about whether or not I wanted to have it. I digress. I apologize. Anyway, let's continue. Friend. <laughs> right. So we talked about that. We talk about corruption. We'll, we'll talk about corruption a little bit more, too. Yeah. Oh, the other one. Here's a good one, right? You can't have a lot of homes all at once, but what can you do in a, a dadgum? What can you do in a metropolis? I don't know, man. What if I picked up that house when it was a town and it became a metropolis? What's that turn into later? You're not supposed to tell everybody that. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Those, that's select few uh, right there. Sorry. Anyway, if you don't do the research. You're you're out of the loop. Right. You know? This is Wall Street bets right here. <laughs> yeah. You could be a, a house flipper. That's all I'll say. That's good enough. <laughs> Let the rabbit hole compel you to not Basil's because that's a murder one, but the rabbit hole with information. Okay. I'm sorry. Pumping GME boys. Pumping GME. <laughs> okay. We're we're we are already, man. See, this is what happens, man. You get community feedback and stuff, and you could you could have a whole nother show. We here we are at an hour and five, man, and I have half. This is what happens when I go to the community for stuff and things, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> gonna save some of these for next time and I'm gonna hit on a couple of others, right? or people whose comments maybe weren't in chat that I, that I could hit on here. Um, this is a brief one. We'll go with horrendous. So it, I'm curious if the message node is level two will be posted only in the ZOI area or server wide. Um, that would probably affect, uh, affect the rush to get houses. Yeah. True. Good tie into the, the housing discussion point. Um, this one. Uh, talking about that that person who was mentioning things about the PvP, PvE, RP sort of thing with within Ashes as far as like servers. Like I don't... Okay, so will people switch servers? Here's the problem with people switching servers. If you've already played for, I don't know, 30, 60 days, I don't know, man. You're probably not going anywhere. Leveling isn't cush. It isn't coming easy. You're having to work. And I don't know anybody's going to be like, yeah, you're not server transferring your character either, because that ain't happening. Thankfully, by the way, woo, let's say let's thank the Sandal Lord for that one. You know, but Trolltoll said people will attempt to migrate to more PVE places, but I promise that a PVP type guild would love to join a PVE server to attack people not wanting PVP. Right? When are they joining? Are they there at launch? PVP is a thing. It's an open world. You know, PVX game, man. You can do all the things. You'll have your PVPers. You'll have your PVEers. But those alliances that you form, those pseudo factions that you form, that is your foundation, man. It's this is why, and this is where I'm going to sidebar rant a little bit about this. It when when people, and this is probably there's probably going to be somebody who hears this going to be like, "F you, Sim," and I'm gonna be like, "Whatever, dude. Fine, you do, you boo." When people come in Discord and they're like. Hey, can I get a role? I want to be in. I want to be allied to to the guild. It's like, why? I know alliances happen, but to me, it's very silly to a align yourself with other guilds before you even know where you're going to be, 
before the game even launches, before you know about all the systems, right? There's so many reasons. And also, I don't just want to align with somebody because of something I read or because of the guild size or something. I like natural, organic relationships to form. I, I like relationships to form because of experiences and good times, because of it's that random person you met one time, right? In zone who said, oh man, there's this person ganking me. Can someone help? Three people of virtue, my guild, by the way, roll up and they come and help this person. And then other people bolster around this person too. Now you got these people in this group, different guilds, different communities, solo players alike, bolstering around this person. This is a meaningful relationship and a meaningful alliance to me because now this person that you met, you remember, you add yourself to friends list and stuff. And then maybe one day it's like, hey, homie, can I help you? Maybe your group is like pugging for a raid. Hey, would you like to join us? And now you got these communities that have meaningful relationships and alliances that form naturally. Those are the ones that work. Those are the ones that truly work, in my opinion, and through my experience as a long-term MMORPG gamer. I got 15 years. I know it isn't as many as some, but that's how much I got, give or take. Well, probably a little more, but that's the point, is 15 years. In, in my experience, in 15 years, this is what I've seen that works, right? So when you think about leaving servers and stuff, people are going to form alliances. You're not going to need to. You're going to call upon your allies in a game like this. That's my idea. What do, you, what do you guys think? I agree. I think the advent of ease to like drop servers and just make, I guess, take the consequence out of choices, I think has, has really in some ways really cheapened the MMO experience. So it's good to see that there's going to be some continuity because uh, I got, I remember early days of wow, just kind of being able to know, okay, who are the guilds that are really focused on raiding? Who are the like the top guilds there? Being able to kind of see that and know know people and see them in the world and be able to remember experiences you had with them. I mean, it's so it's gotten so diluted um, that it's very rare, right, to be able to kind of have those relationships outside of your guild because you're going to see your guildies but even then right being able to kind of have you know guild change hands so many different ways it's yeah it's definitely um it's definitely disheartening from where it was so being able to see that come back is really encouraging and, and i'm looking forward to that um investment that would be required to be able to make friends in um in a community and build a community because i think there's a lot more benefits than there are are drawbacks and i just see the the fact that um it's become so easy just to you know have essentially cheap relationships in game and be able just to switch servers on a dime it's just it's a ruined kind of the community building aspect in a lot of games i agree with that too i feel most mmorpgs are shifting from standard mmorpg to a more of the rush type of deal this yes i need to do this i need to finish this yes 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 i need to hop in today i need to like they absorb you they take your mental ability to think rather than thinking of oh let's let's play world of warcraft today i wonder what raid i'll be thinking no now they want you to hop back in just to do dailies i'm like what hello <laughs> this is very interesting <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, it's just like it's one of the turnoffs as you could say to Devil More PG yeah. today. But hopefully with Ashes to rekindle the flames. Yes, that's right. Rekindle the flames. I I, I agree very much with both of you guys uh, yeah. on on that. Um, but the the one thing I hope, like I I'm very happy that server transfers are not going to be a, something that's just readily available to anyone. Mm. But I hope that Intrepid is willing and able to recognize when one might be necessary, maybe more from a merger standpoint. As far as MMOs go, I feel like Ashes is one of the most community and population driven ones out there. If you'd like, you need a very healthy server population for this game and a lot of the mechanics to be engaging and, yeah. and to be relevant. So if server population really starts to decline, you Intrepid needs to be able to rec recognize that and step in and do something before it really starts to impact players. Because if you've got, you know, a level 50 or two level 50s on a server, you're not just going to walk away from that and re-roll on a new server for most people. Like they're going to probably be like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to walk away from this game for now. And, and that's a very dangerous thing. So I hope, and, and I would expect that they would be open to that in the future. Um, we'll have to wait hopefully we never get there yeah, <laughs> but no kidding uh, like th there's already a big fear about that with the fresh with the um what is it the first start servers or whatever for fresh the early ones, backers yeah. mm -hmm. that are gonna have the early access because those are gonna be special servers there's a lot of general community feedback that people are probably going to avoid those ones mm -hmm. at launch um so yeah. that that could be a big hindrance into population Mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that man like i mean i've got the ability to do the head start thing i'm i'm not going to i'm i'm, I'm rolling with my homies my whole guild that's what i'm doing i don't i don't i don't want to do that i mean you're limited as hell in what you're gonna do anyway and i i guess i don't want to be on a server like that not that i don't i don't think that that server is going to be drastically different anyway at all i really don't i think that they're so cognizant of of the impact of how that would you know, impact things if there was like some sort of a like edge, you know what I mean? For things like world first or whatever, right? Then, then world first gets cheapened, doesn't it? <clears throat> if it happens on that server, you better believe it. I mean, I'm just working for my ideas here. I think that if someone gets world first on one of those servers, people are going to be like, that doesn't really count. Automatic. I think that's totally going to happen. So mm -hmm. there's a stigma placed on that already, you know? I don't really want to be a part of that stigma. I don't really want to, I don't want the experience of being there two days early. If I can't be with my homies, I want to go when every lottie dotty, every other person that plays the game starts playing. That's when I want to go in. You know? Absolutely. I think that's going to be a big part of building those relationships yes. that we were talking about earlier. To, Absolutely. You know, for those allied guilds, it's like mm -hmm. a lot of the people that you'll meet in those starting areas and help, with those, some of those early quests that you could really start to forge a lasting relationship as you continue to level together. Um, I, I feel like the fresh start server has, it, it carries more of a bad connotation to it than an actual imbalance in gameplay overall. The only real advantage I can see is it'll allow people to get to the more remote 
node areas. So they're in position and ready to level that node when the game goes live. That, uh, that That's really the only big advantage I see to being on, a, on one of those fresh start servers. Yeah, it's a good <clears throat> Katok says, I think that they are banking on those servers not really being used. The fact that they had used the strategy was a mistake that Steven admitted and tried to rectify this way. Yeah. So <clears throat> I know we're getting to the, this point right here. I'm going to try to get one more good one. I think I'm going to save some of the corruption talk around that loot. We've got some discussion around things like the combatant versus non-combatant stuff. So if you left a comment, um, I, I do... I apologize. I'm going to do a couple more quick ones and I'll save the rest for next week. Um, and this next week's going to be the week show before the potential no NDA because next week is going to be the 13th. No, I'm sorry, the 14th. <clears throat> and five days later is what is supposed to be the 19th no NDA one week testing period. So. I think you're going to see that we're going to tie a lot of things into discussion points around that. If there is or isn't a delay, um, which we have no evidence to suggest that that's going to happen at this point in time, right? There still is nothing. Um, but I'm going to hit on a couple more here. Um, one of them is, oh man, there's some of these I'm just so excited to talk about. Oh, and I wish we'd have to wait till next week because they were so good. I mean, they're really good. Um, <laughs> coffee had said killing a creator who leads the guild to make a name for yourself. Is that a way to do it? I mean, if you can kill the creator, that's the key there. I would probably go off of reference points. Like has the creator killed you before? Have you been able to successfully do it with any, uh, you know, reliable level of frequency in the past? Um, by the way, that was totally a dig at me and he totally did it for the lulls. Um, so I would say that's my feedback on that. Um, another one was from Truly. How lovely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How leveling and ranking of, on organizations such as religions, thieves guilds, trade guild, etc., will affect gameplay. Uh, does it give unique gear, other benefits? What benefits would be meaningful? So that's the question, and this does tie into something we mentioned earlier. We'll just go with that bit. What benefits of those social organizations? would be meaningful to you guys. I think um, I think gear augments would be meaningful. Um, I don't know, just cosmetic stuff would be cool too. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing game breaking, nothing that I'm like, oh, you must level this social organization in order to be the best X. I think that would just make it honestly to me, it'd be kind of like an anti-incentive, but mm -hmm. um, but I would say those would be mine. I don't really have a comment. Go to it. Okay. I got this. <laughs> um, yeah, I think augments is a, is, is a big one, um, and, and this is what's what I'm really curious about because there's so many um, points of generation for augments in the game, or ways to acquire augments. Yep is how are they going to differentiate these augments to give them an identity that relates to where you got them from? How is a social organization augment going to look like a social organization augment versus a religious one versus a mayoral one versus a, a guild one or mm -hmm. whatever other ones might be? Um, and where, so where they're effective and where you can use them. 
Um, so augments is a big one for me that comes from those obviously titles, um, maybe uh, like crafting, uh, recipes, blueprints, yeah. something along those lines as well. Um, will, will be big ways to, to grow that out, to wear a tabard or spread right. a level of influence to recruit people, stuff like that. Absolutely. Love mm-hmm. the, love the examples. And then horrendous says augments, but people will be excited for special cosmetics that you can acquire from social societies. Yeah, for sure. And we got a whole tie in next week. We're going to be tying in, discussing some things around corruption again. Um, we got something around, uh, the augmentation and hitting max level. You know, and systems about hitting max level because that's definitely a good conversation point to have, which we'll be hitting on next week. Um, I want to I want to give a shout out to all the people that support the show in this community. It really means a lot to me. Um, and uh, if you do support, you do follow all that. I definitely want to see as many of you as possible in our Discord over at discord.gg forward slash samorg. And uh, if you have not yet already uh, given us a review on iTunes, it would mean a lot to me uh, to take the time to do that. I know it takes a little bit of time. It could be a little bit of a hassle. Um, but it would really, really help the show in terms of the algorithm and analytics uh, to do that. Also, if you see this show get posted on YouTube, um, it would be really grateful and help. I'd be very grateful and helpful if you could do that. It helps with the algorithm so much. Any comments, likes, all that stuff, as many of those as you get on each, it helps so, so, so much to help the show reach more people. Um, and it would be greatly appreciated by me if you would, you know, be willing to do that. Um, so, um, Again, you can always call into the show at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one, and um, yeah, that's going to be the end of our show. Let's go ahead and go around the table here and let our fellow Pathfinders shout out their domains and where you can find them when they're not here on the show. Daedalus. you can reach me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtubecom slash the Ashen Herald. And Basil. You guys can find me on Twitter as Basil one zero eight and on Twitch as. Uh, face of 108 and half tilt uh you can find me on twitter at half underscore tilt and on twitch and youtube uh half tilt gamer absolutely man and you did a video about locations on the map so i want you to go in and put a bookmark on that because i have a feeling we're probably going to do some tie-ins on that next show too that'll be a fun one um yeah, that was a that was an interesting theory craft. Yeah, I love theory crafting, and I kind of want to dig into a little bit of it next week. Everybody, thanks so much, everybody, for hanging out. Really do appreciate everybody who hangs out here on the show with us. You really, you all in chat, all of you that really contribute, we really do make this a really good time. Um, and with that being said, I do want to give, um, do want to say that even though the show today might be over, um, I do want to remind you all whether you listen to the podcast, watch it on YouTube, you're here live. Um, every single one of you that contributes your time, invest, post comments, uh, ideas for the show, you all are Ashes Pathfinders as well. So much love to all of you, all all of the uh, Pathfinders that join us. Much love to Intrepid Studios. And uh, in the next week here, we'll be catching you here for episode 117. So in the meantime, friends, oh my. Are we ending this with a holy fuck? Just happened. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Got to give a shout out. I'm going to go ahead and just do this. I, I did say thank you in chat. I usually don't include it on the show in the audio, but sometimes you just got to be here to see this. Holy hell. So I'm going to go ahead and go down the list of people who contributed to the show today, right? Start off with Treat earlier uh, for this resub. Touch the heavens with the resub. Brown Rice gifting two subscriptions as well. And Dread Talk just came in and just 
holy hell, 30 tier one community subs like that. Thanks so much for contributing those. If you got a gifted sub and you watch a show, please join our Discord. We got a place called the Sacred Hall where I toss ideas at you. I tossed them in there earlier. Would really love your feedback. And remember, if you support this show on Patreon at a certain level, I'm going to be actually including your names in the credits at the end for the VODs that go to YouTube, as well as all other content on the channel. So much love, everybody. And there's some really cool perks there. Check it out if you want to support. But all support's appreciated, just like all of that madness that you all just did so much. Thank you very much. And until next time, friends, live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night. We'll see you next Sunday, friends. Have a good one. Bye. Good night, everyone. Thanks a lot.